Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Dental emergencies are something that many of us experience, yet few of us know how to handle it. And if you're a parent and your kid has braces, you're forever looking to make sure things didn't fall out. Or if you have a kid in sports, or if you're a person that has a crown, or you have a partial or a Maryland bridge or any of these things, you're not really sure what to do if something goes wrong with them. And sometimes you're like, well, does the dentist or the orthodontist work 24-7, are they on call? What do you do? So here today, we are going to find out what you can do during some of these dental emergencies. My guest is Dr. Carson Kupiek. He's a second-generation orthodontist with a multi-specialty orthodontic pediatric office in Rancho Santa Fe in Imperial Valley, California. So Dr. Kupiek, when we think about, let's start with kids, because that seems to be something that we, you know, parents kind of dread. Your kid gets a retainer, maybe they lose it. That's not an emergency. But maybe they have braces. Maybe they have an expander. Maybe they have, you know, a separator, those little separators, and they come out. Or what if they break a tooth out on the field? So speak about some of these dental emergencies that happen with children, and then we'll move on to the adults. Okay. Yeah. Well, without a doubt with braces, the number one um, emergency that people perceive as a loose bracket when in actuality, most of those can be taken care of, you know, the following business day just by, you know, uh, palliative treatment by either trying to remove it yourself or putting some dental wax on there and just calling the orthodontic office and and make an appointment that works for for both the patient and and the orthodontist so that it's not an after hours event. As well, um, the other one is uh, you know wire irritations, and uh, again, you know cotton swabs or, or wax, anything to make that area comfortable to to get it through the through the evening to the next day, where it can be looked by by the orthodontist or the dentist. Of course, kids love that stuff that gets stuck up in there inside their expander. Yeah. Or I've got a daughter right now who just got her expander last week, and she still can't say the word here. And all kinds of foods getting stuck up in there. And, you know, that's certainly not emergent. But she did lose a few of the separators. Again, not emergent. She just didn't want to swallow them. But a broken tooth, Dr. Kupik, is. Is, there a, is that myth about sticking it in a glass of milk out on the field? Is that a no. myth or is that true? No, that's absolutely true. If you uh, are able to clean it off and actually put it back into the socket within within 15 minutes, you have about a 100% success rate of not needing a root canal. And anything less than 45 minutes, you highly uh, increases the, the vitality success rate of the tooth. So it's kind of that magic 45 minutes of getting that tooth re-implanted if it's fully knocked out. And then, um, you know, but definitely call the dentist, get in as fast as you can. If the dentist isn't available, go to the, the emergency room, and they'll always have a dentist on call there. And put it in milk, but is that how you transport it? So if you don't, if you, either milk or saliva, yeah. So if you don't want to ever, uh, feel comfortable debriefing it and, uh, and reinserting it, then yes, milk or saliva. So have your kids spit into a cup, put the tooth yeah. in there, and race off to wherever you got to go. Uh, exactly. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So now, as we move into adults, because, you know, there's so much going on. People have crowns, they have bridges, they have partials, they have all these things. And some of them come and go, some you can take out, some dentures, you know, orthodontia, any of these kind of things. What would be an emergency for an adult in in terms of dentistry or orthodontia? Well, I mean, a true emergency, we kind of limit to uh, pain, blood, and swelling. Um, you know, most of the uh, emergency calls you get in those areas are uh, cosmetic and aesthetic. So they have an event that evening. Crown breaks off at the front tooth. Obviously, a very big social emergency, but not a you know necessarily a medical emergency. Those typically your dentist will have uh, should have made uh, arrangements for an uh, on call number. But again, you will have to you know to have something recemented. That would have to be you'd have to find a dentist on call. So you mentioned that the that the emergency room, if you don't have a dentist on call and that you can go to the emergency room because they usually have a dentist. People wouldn't think about going to the emergency room in, in these cases. Uh, no. And, it, you know, typically that's the last resort because financially it's going to be the, the most expensive. And um, But they do, emergencies do have a dentist and an oral surgeon typically on their on their call list. Wow. So bleeding that won't stop you know, a, a knocked out permanent tooth, if you've got painful swelling or jaw pain or really serious toothache, all of those things can be considered urgent enough to either yes. get the on-call or go to the emergency room. But things like a lost filling, a crown, a bridge, cracked tooth, any of those things, are they non-emergent? Those would be non-emergent, yeah, unless there's pain, swelling, or blood associated with it. Yeah. So then what about things like a crown or a bridge. Now, I mean, I have a Maryland bridge, and I just knock on wood every day because it was put in a long time ago, and they're not supposed to last that long. And so, I mean, who would I go to? Is that a dentist if that thing ever comes out on me? Yes, that would be that'd be a dentist. And oh, jeez. Your regular cleanings and hygiene appointments, they should be checking the integrity of those and definitely a preventive. But, um, you know, that might be something that would... Uh, considered looking for a replacement over time. I, the the average crown lasts about 12 years, so if it's gone there, you're you're on borrowed time at this point. So I know it. <laughs> Please telling me that. I know it. I'm so careful yeah. with it. So since I'm so careful with it, how about you talk about preventing dental emergencies? Is there anything we can do? Do mouth guards out on the field help our kids, or is that sort of a you know, a little bit of a, a, a hopeful thing on a parent's and coach's mind. And what can we do as adults to prevent some of these emergencies? No, yeah, definitely mouth guards. Soft sport, athletic mouth guards are, are very good in a number of ways. One is they prevent the, that initial shock of if someone happened to take, you know, a blow to the, the chin and the teeth clash together, it'll, it'll shock absorb that. But also a lot of people don't realize it helps with the jaw joints as far as forcefully um, you know, pushing them in the socket and causing pain there. So it not only protects the teeth, but the jaws as well um, from any kind of fractures. Um, so those are, are excellent devices and should be used in uh, sports. Okay. And so is there anything we can do like that, that can help prevent besides that? And as adults, if they've got crowns or partials, is there any tips, foods we should avoid, things we can do that can help Maybe avoiding some of these things. Well, 
<clears throat> an adult permanent crown should be able to to uh, withstand the same the same forces as normal healthy uh, teeth. Um, the exception is in the interim phase when they have a, a temporary crown when it's on a um, you know that use the softer cement as well as orthodontic appliances, these, those cements are made, meant not to exceed the strength of the tooth itself, so it's a protective mechanism. So if you're breaking the, the temporary crown or you're breaking the, uh, the bracket off the tooth, it's, it's kind of a method of protecting the tooth from fracturing itself. So during those periods, you, obviously, you want to prevent from chewing on ice, eating hard, sticky foods, uh, hard-crusted um, breads, um, and just be very careful and cautious with, with, with you know, which area of the mouth you're chewing in. Yeah, so I mean that I think is an important, you know, point to make is that people don't always think about it, and then they choose something like, "Gosh, what are those the hard candies?" Like, um, oh my God, they're awful, and hard candies can pull out your fillings in about two seconds, and <laughs> you, you know, maybe a hard pretzel or some of those things. I'm so careful because I just don't want any of those things to happen. So why don't you tell us where people can find out more about you and some really great information about, you know, preventing dental emergencies? Yeah, more of this, uh, the um, information we've been talking about is on our website, smileoutfitters.com. And um, it's a good resource and, and uh, has a nice little listing of all the, the, the various scenarios and how to take care of them. Well, thank you so much. It's great information to hear. And parents out there, remember those mouth guards are more important than you might realize. But if your kids have braces, if they have any of those things, boy, you know what it's like to deal with a kid's mouth. But you heard it from Dr. Kupek, and you can go to smileoutfitters.com. That's smileoutfitters.com. And really, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes and listen to us on iHeartRadio and TuneIn and Stitcher and all those other aggregates. And of course, RadioMD.com. You're listening to the show Life's Too Short. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.